Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Alden Polonese, Austin Crochet, Joey Devine, Jamal Monster Mash Mashburn, Aaron McKee, Sean Keen. Marcus Campy, musical guest, The Strokes, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, your temporary host, Joey Devine. I'm here with my permanent co-host, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm doing great. I, uh, uh, how does it feel to be upgraded to permanent co-host? Oh, it's nice. It's nice. <laughs> it was it was going to be me or Mike Malloy that was going to take that role. Yeah. So <laughs> glad to have aced him out at the last second. Um, before we get to our news, yes. we should probably tell people, hey, are you listening out there? If you are, please review our podcast. Yeah. Or tell someone to listen to the podcast. Tell them that you enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, uh, teach my father how to download a podcast. If you're maybe a member of my family. Ooh. Or teach your own dad how to how to download this podcast. Because we will, if we get enough dads getting into this, we will we will provide weekly updates 
on David Lee's post career and marriage. Uh, we will bring back Traveling Watch, which is uh, just us complaining <laughs> about when people compare. And uh, we'll also go through the worst missed free throws of the week are popular. That's why they call them free segment. So mm-hmm. get these dads on board. Yeah. Uh, and also, if you're not a dad, uh, consider becoming a big brother. Mm-hmm. It uh, really. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's talk about the news. Uh, Sean, guess who's back in the woke off? Oh, is it is it Vivek? No, it's Greg Popovich. Oh, oh. It's always Greg Popovich. He just brings it all the time. He's like he's slowly becoming like a like a more pundit than coach. Yeah, he's <laughs> his appearances on the woke off are kind of like Steve Martin doing a cameo as himself on Saturday Night Live where you're mm-hmm. like, eh, I'm not really surprised anymore. <laughs> he's one of the greats but yeah uh so should i read this big long thing and let's just read the <laughs> i like how we're bored with our own our only the segment we're it's... now bored with we're like he's the best it's our segment <laughs> and uh, and we're like, eh, Pop's going to say something. Well, the problem is that, like, we keep agreeing with Pop. It's much right. better when it's, like, Mark Cuban, and we can be like, shut the fuck up, old man. And with Popovich, <laughs> it's like, like, you get kind of sad. Uh, also, Popovich is a vet, so, like, he can talk about the Vietnam War. He's also a spy, which... Uh, oh, right. That's We would have been anti-him... Until, for some reason, the FBI is part of the resistance now. Yeah, the CIA <laughs> is, is resistance adjacent. Yeah, yeah, we're like we're like all pro like uh, shadow government now. Uh, we're just like, yeah, yeah, stick it to the Russians, whatever it takes. All right, we don't even need to read this thing. Pop said a bunch of shit about the NRA. It's tight. Look it up. Whatever. Yeah, I just got uh... bummed when I when I realized he was just he really. He really like encapsulates a lot of horrible things that were happening during the civil rights movement and the Vietnam War, and uh, yeah, and then he he oh here's we'll read the Trump part. Here we go. How can the president of your country talk about all the things he's going to do, then go have lunch with the NRA and change it? It's just cowardice. A real leader would have been in Washington D.C. this weekend, not at his penthouse at Mar-a-Lago. He would have had the decency to meet with a group to see what's going on and how important it is and how important our children should be for us. For all these politicians involved, it's just a dereliction of duty. So, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's great. Sticking, sticking it to Trump on the vacation angle, which is... Uh, Popovich doesn't even ditch the the All-Star game. He would love to go somewhere. You know what? He all, I feel like he made... No, did- you know what, though? No, hold on. Yeah. You know what? That's hypocritical because Pop is the king of giving NBA players vacations. Oh, so so he he's like they're like resting Trump for the impeachment trial. Like that's where he really yeah, has to exactly. be in shape. So they've got to have him relaxing. So like his his final burst of just a perjury impeachment and, and slash indictment, you know. Basically, uh, what I'm saying is Greg Popovich is a flip-flopper. 
Oh wow! When it comes oh, to wow. the uh, when it comes to vacation, dereliction of duty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you think like one of the reasons Pop hates Trump so much is that Trump's like a rich guy, but he just eats like garbage food all the time, and he he doesn't drink at all, so he doesn't know anything about wine. And Pop's just like, "What are you doing, man?" Stop having a well-done steak with ketchup on it. You disgust me. And then secondarily, he's like, these policies are also nightmarish. But but Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's something that's like, not out of a steam tray. He's Monster. like, have you tried? <laughs> he's like, Manu Ginobili taught me about this amazing condiment called chimichurri. <laughs> Throw that ketchup in the trash. <laughs> Um, all right. I've had enough of Pop, though. He needs to take a little break from the woke-off. He's still... Who's... Well, yeah, I guess... Is LeBron still our current leader in the David Fisdale Memorial woke-off? Yes. Uh, Do you think Pop has passed Steve Kerr, or is he just... Are these Uh, just, like, counting stats at this point? They're, like, tied. I don't know. We'll we'll review it at the end of the year. (laughs) Um, Now, I will say... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kings have really been strong in the woke off. Yeah, from uh, from I would say not really any presence in the woke off at all before about a week ago, right? Right. Vivek, when the Muslim ban happened, had a brief appearance in the woke off, but mm-hmm. then had been quietly just quietly preparing for the ultimate woke move, which was. Uh, uh, backing, like, really trying to get Sacramento together uh, because uh, their police is a gang of murderers. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Kings wore Stefan Clark shirts, uh, which was fucking tight. Uh, um, yeah, they made a video uh, where it seems like the theme they're using is accountability. Which I think is mm-hmm. a, a very, I think that's a good angle to take on it because it, obviously, it is a very uh, racially based issue, but I feel like that's very good branding in terms of like, uh, it's like an unassailable to racist I thing. You know what I mean? Saying, like, like I doing your job. The problem with that is they're the kings, though. Uh, like who's accountable for drafting, uh, for trading, uh, all those picks to Sam Hinkie? Yeah, the 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 people who are still in charge. So. Yeah. Uh, but no, awesome, good job, Kings. Good job, Kings. And it's like it's a great PSA. The only thing that is strange about it is you you look and you're like, I'm not totally sure who that white guy with a red beard is. Like he Was it like, Jack Cooley? I'm not I I just realize I don't <laughs> know that many Sacramento Kings on site. Like you see Vince Carter at the end of their video and you're just like, "Oh, thank God." And Zach Randolph and then a couple guys you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "Is that uh um, Who's a white guy with a red beard? On Jack the... Cooley. It's not Jack Cooley. <laughs> uh, I definitely was not familiar with what uh, Jack Cooley looked like, for sure. 
I mean, not Jack Cooley. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Garrett Temple. Garrett, I did not know what Garrett Temple looked like. I'm um, not sure that DJ Bruno was in the video either. I, I bet he wasn't. He he hasn't lived in America long enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's. Um, oh, do you want to say this funny joke that you wrote here? Oh yeah, that that's uh, unfortunate about the whole occurrence, though. Yeah, is that the the Kings had this nice moment and they wore the Stephon Clark shirts and warm ups and then proceeded to lose to the Boston Celtics, who are the official NBA team of white privilege. So. It's uh, too bad they they couldn't quite do it to the Boston Celtics, who are the closest thing t- that the NBA has to a team of cops. I would say, is that right? <laughs> Maybe the Jazz. I mean, the Jazz are too foreign at this point. Oh, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got like Jurebko. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the Trailblazers have the most white guys. They but, do, but they, like, Boston just seems like, almost like a, like, isn't Brad Stevens, like, the way you'd talk about a prosecutor who has ambitions to run for governor eventually? <laughs> <laughs> Calling um, all right, him the president is like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> Like so, is is Brad Stevens just like a disgusting, like per? Is he like a perv, racist guy? Because that's what a president is to me now. <laughs> um, you don't have this on the list, but yes. I would like to retroactively add Giannis Antetokounmpo to the woke off just <laughs> for being in the sixty minutes with Stor- the Stormy Daniels interview. Yeah. Uh that was cra- do you think so sixty minutes got really big ratings, which mm-hmm. which might mean that Giannis is going to win the All Star voting next year. I Giannis certainly, I'm guessing, got the biggest non Stormy Daniels bump from yeah. the sixty minutes. I would say <laughs> that <laughs> they they talked about like the legal issues. I think that the person who has more to worry about like slander and the damage to their reputation is not Donald Trump. It is Tim Hardaway Jr. Because <laughs> he couldn't remember his name. He couldn't remember <laughs> they just called him a six six guy and they just showed Giannis decimating the Knicks. <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr.'s got to be like, come on, man. Like, I'm playing New York. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about some actual basketball news. Okay. But good job, Giannis. Uh, Do you think Giannis yeah, was job. familiar with Stormy Daniels before? Uh, I, so. I think that blowjob bell is from the Stormy <laughs> Daniels collection. Oh, um, wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he does say he's a freak on the court and a freak in the sheets. Mm-hmm. So that's also uh, what Donald Trump says, but he means federal court. He's a freak in federal court. <laughs> he's a freak in the sheets. Uh, so he got spanked by his own magazine covers, huh? Uh, all right. <laughs> you know, uh, Allen Iverson used to do that with uh, Slam. With just that Slam, just that, that one, one slam, slam cover, that one Slam. <laughs> <laughs> but he only lets Superhead do it. 
Um, all right, let's talk about the news. Uh, Sean, we had a big, 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 big surprise today. We did. Markel Fultz, out of nowhere, played a professional basketball game. There was, like, no preamble, right? Didn't didn't yeah. Brown just it, kind of <laughs> announce it two hours before the game or something? I don't or even what? know. It might have been before two hours. Like, there might have been less time than two hours because I got the tweet, mm-hmm. the push notification, and then all of a sudden people were posting highlights of Markel Fultz. <laughs> Like in the game that was happening already. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like, I guess, I haven't been tracking it as closely as some people because it was bumming me out. But Mm -hmm. uh, sites like Deadspin that are like really explicitly tracking his shot, uh, it's just been getting better. And it makes sense because it's like, he basically has the yips. Um, so, you know, not, he shot three for nine. I saw, I mean, the game might still be going on as we record uh, this, but he, he, let's see. He, but he, he had a good game. Like his shooting was bad, but he had like eight assists and was plus 16 in the game. Yeah. He, um, he scored 10 points. Uh, what do you have? Eight rebounds. He had a shot blocked, but, uh, yeah, he just, I think it was like, it seems like he was, I don't know. I mean, I mean, that's, he shot, yeah, he got, he got three of his shots blocked. He ended up going five for 13 overall, and he had eight assists, and he had one turnover. Pretty good. Yeah, he was really aggressive. I mean, the reason he kept getting his shots blocked uh, I watched a lot of the highlights was because uh-huh. he's afraid to shoot a jumper, so he's just driving every oh, single time. Oh. Um, but he did – a lot of people were making fun of him. The first jumper he took, it was like a 10-footer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he airballed entirely, and a lot of people on Twitter were, of course, making fun of him. Mm-hmm. But the shot didn't look as bad as I thought. Like, there was no yip in the motion. The yip was in him picking up the ball and deciding to shoot. Uh Uh-huh. So that's a positive. Because before, there was, like, a giant hitch in his shot. Well, it seems like there's, uh... It seems like there's a certain logic to... I I guess he decided to come back because they clinched the playoffs, and he just didn't want to jinx it or make it a big deal before that and that seems like a like a savvy move to me yeah uh also it i it, the nuggets man what a bummer so depressing fire mike malone i mean they're it just seems such like such bad news um yeah. Well, do you think it's do you think Fultz will end up playing in the playoffs or is this just, you know, driving taking mount, revving the engine and then he can then he can go back to the bench for the playoffs and just start I mean, I think year. if he played like this, he would definitely be useful for them in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, like, he's like he feels like a guy that you could attack and not guard, but the Sixers are so weird in that way. And also, who knows? Maybe he just starts not feeling nervous about jumpers now that he's played a game. But and also, I just don't see why, like, 
every team needs like a guy who can dribble and attack the rim off the basket in off the bench for six minutes a game in the playoffs. He's really fast too. Yeah, that's the thing that uh, I honestly have not really seen him play that much besides like just highlights of what he did in college and like draft stuff. So it was cool to just see. You know, he's big and he's quick, and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, that's why that was yeah. happening. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm i rooting for him. Please, get good, Markel Fultz. Well, uh, I don't want to live in a world where Danny Ainge wins all the time. No, none of us do. <laughs> Luckily, we have Tanner Ainge's political career to show us that... <laughs> At least some things in the Ainge family don't go all that well. <laughs> Sorry, Dubaroo. All right. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about the fucking Nuggets here yeah. real quick. Sean, who do you blame for what's happened to them? I guess I blame Mike Malone, but but I kind of feel like I, I actually – no, I don't blame Mike Malone. I blame the Cronky family. <laughs> Somehow they've had some success with the Rams recently, but even then it took them forever to fire Jeff Fisher. And I think all that happened was they they hired Sean McVay and gave up the decision making power for other stuff. But like mm-hmm. the the Cronky teams are not doing great. Uh, my father is a giant fan of Arsenal, the Premier League team. Uh, from North London that the Cronkies own. And uh, it's been bad. They also have a coach that lost it years ago. And they just continued to extend and bring back all the time. Uh, they're kind of cheap in a way. And then spend money sort of, uh, sort of recklessly. Which also seems like something the Nuggets have been doing. Like mm-hmm. uh, they never have like a good balance of guys on their squad where you're like, ah, it kind of seems like there's four guys who play this one position and then no one who can score goals. And that also seems to be a nuggets thing of like, I guess it went wrong having six power forwards this whole time. Like they still haven't done anything about that situation. And it's March. Like, like the whole year we've been saying, the Nuggets are going to figure that out and not have a million power forwards. They'll make some kind of move, right? And it's like, no, actually our move was to add Richard Jefferson. That's what we did. <laughs> and because of that, because we released Jameer Nelson, we then traded Emmanuel Moutier for Devin Harris. I mean, Emmanuel Moutier has, to be fair to the Nuggets, Yeah, <laughs> Emmanuel Moutier has been... A fucking disaster for the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, but like, what's the I'm difference saying, between Jameer Nelson and Devin Harris? I'm just saying Trey Burke was uh, uh, putting it, putting up forty tonight. Emmanuel Mudiay was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> Trey Burke, I, it is the greatest I've said. I was like, I feel like I'm watching Allen Iverson because that's what it's like. <laughs> to watch Trey Burke play against the Charlotte Hornets. Uh Moutier was sick tonight. He was he was on he was not benched. He just Yeah, okay. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
Well, I mean, I think they would still play him. They don't really have any other guards. Why is Courtney Lee coming off the bench? This is the weirdest team, man. All right, uh, enough about the Knicks. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Nuggets. Did you hear that they think they apparently think Frank is a is a shooting guard now? Uh, I mean, that was kind of uh, that was kind of the draw of Frank, right? Is he could play either guard uh, either guard spot because he's so long and big? I mean. Maybe. I mean, they need to play Frank so much because, like, if you look at Frank's, like, uh, defensive numbers, uh-huh. he's, like, already, like, an elite pick-and-roll defender. Uh-huh. So you're saying he should – so he played 18 minutes tonight. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. played 36. Courtney Lee played 32. And Trey Burke played 41 minutes in his, <laughs> his 42-12 and 12 night. <laughs> oh, that was the person. Uh, all right, I'm not going to bring that up. Sorry, I was going to talk about Ennis Cantor being considered cool by some people in the NBA, and I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah, Ennis Cantor is not cool. Someone picked all him right. in a cool player draft. Like, come on. <laughs> uh, you can DM Corbin Smith about Sorry. this. Uh, um, we're not going to talk about that. Ennis Cantor, uh, though, come on. All right. Um, the Nuggets. One last thing on the Nuggets. Uh, shame on you, Nuggets. Shame on you. <laughs> Why did they uh, fall apart so bad? Do you think it's Mike Malone's fault, Joey? I do. I, I mean, I also think the roster is poorly constructed. But, like, I don't know if you read Chris Herring's thing. Uh, but <laughs> Chris Herring at 538 was like, uh, hey guys, Gary Harris is like an elite defender, and I don't know why the Nuggets' defense is so bad. <laughs> uh, he was comparing Gary Harris's uh, defense to Kawhi Leonard's. Um, Gary Harris right. is that good at defense? That's what Chris Herring says. Well, and so that's like, the... so who's who's like terrible on the Nuggets? Jokic. Oh well. Yeah, there is there. You know, as delightful as I found find Jokic, uh, I do think it's really hard if you if you have if you have like a disposable center, you know, like Zaza or something like that, and like other parts of the team. That's fine, but if like you have a featured center and he's terrible on defense, it's kind of impossible to have a good defense. Ah, uh, yeah. Um. I mean, I think what would fix it is if they had any wing, <laughs> yeah, like just one wing that was pretty good at defense. Instead of like, hey, he's a, he's kind of a tweener power forward. <laughs> like, honestly, they should be like, hey, we'll take Michael Kidd Gilchrist for free. <laughs> like, we'll pay Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Who cares? <laughs> Like, we just need anyone who can guard someone between the heights of 6'6 and 6'10. Yeah, like, like this just can't be Wilson Chandler's job anymore. Because I think, all right, if Gary Harris is actually a good defender, right, uh-huh. like, a, like a plus-plus okay, defender. Okay, let's you assume that, yeah. Uh, Paul Millsap is also a plus-plus defender. Uh-huh. If you got one 
real good, if you got another good defender on the wing, I think it could make up for it a little, like enough. Would you like to hear their small forward depth chart? No, because I know what it is. Richard Jefferson <laughs> is second. <laughs> All anyway, right. they're um, they're doomed. They're not going to put it together. These guys no. will be the Denver Jokic and Gary Harris will be wasted and eventually traded somewhere where they can truly shine. Uh they have three. They have four good players. They that that should be enough to make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Having four good players in your starting lineup uh-huh. should be enough, and then also a bunch of pretty good players. Well, Which and, they also have. Well, and just a bunch of recent first-round picks that they just have not been able to assemble into, like... Like, they're even making trades. They've got multiple first-round picks, and they just cannot put it together. All right. Um, let's talk about uh, something also infuriating to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Curry is hurt. Yeah, the a very similar injury to what he suffered in the 2016 playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Which was well, it's all... worse. It's worse than that. Oh, was it not grade two last time? It was grade one last time, but he only was out for two weeks. Was it? So he has a little bit more lead up this time. And so in that case, it was essentially he had been struggling with ankle injuries. He came back and an oaf injured him. Yeah. That's what happened in 2016. Uh That's what happened in 2018. Yeah. And the Warriors have already said he's not playing in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, but he's saying he's playing in the first round. Uh... (laughs) I don't know if you saw that. (laughs) But Marcus Thompson was like, "Uh, Steve Kerr says he's not playing in the first round, but I was just talking to Steph Curry, and I'm pretty sure he's going to try and play in the first round. So it's basically the playoffs start 22 days after he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the earliest timeline for this injury I saw was three weeks. Okay. That's the fastest possible rehab for it. And then he would be ready, in theory, for uh, the beginning of the first round. Yeah. Well, let's just see. How how long does it how long does it take for the second round? The second round is going to begin on April thirtieth, which would give him, uh, I don't know, a full five and a half weeks. Isn't that the top end of the recovery? It's six like, is the top end. Yeah. Okay, so six weeks would take them. Oh yeah, so it looks like yeah, April thirtieth probably mm-hmm. would be the beginning. Um, well, do you think, well, first of all, what should the Warriors do? What do you mean? Uh, like, they... like, like, should <laughs> they let him play if he's like, I want to come back for the first round? Or should they just be overruling him? I, mm, that's a hard one. Because part of me is like, if he wants to play, you kind of have to let him play. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's like. Uh, the most important thing to your franchise, uh-huh. but which that that same argument is then 
rest him. I I would see how they're playing, I guess, uh-huh. maybe. Because even if he's not 100%, he's still enough of a decoy where it'll open up shots for everyone else. Right. You'd think. Well, would it would it matter who they were playing? No, because I think all three rounds are going to be a fucking nightmare for everybody in the West anyway. Oh, so you're, there's not a team where you're like, I feel pretty good about this 2-7 matchup. No, not at all. I don't feel good about the 1-8 matchups if I'm the Rockets. What if it, like, was, what if it was the Nuggets? Would you tell them yeah, to just I'd rest like they'll, yeah, yeah. they'll self-destruct? <laughs> what about the Clippers? Would you? I would probably rest him against the Clippers, I think. I think, I don't know, all of these teams to me seem like they're teams that could upset any team uh, in, in like, you know, there's no uh, Pelicans in 2015 here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All of these teams could, like Utah, New Orleans... Who okay? Who are you most afraid of that could get the seven? The Spurs. Yeah, me too. I don't. Yeah, like I don't care about anything else. I'm more afraid of them than anybody. I mean, honestly, the easiest matchup is the uh, the T Wolves. That would be the one I'm least worried about. <laughs> yeah, because Andrew Wiggins is just not good. Well, but also like it's those guys' first time in the playoffs, right? Like. Um... But even that, like, to not be afraid of Towns is a little silly. And Jimmy Butler. Right. But Jimmy Butler is also uh, not very healthy. So I think that's the right. other factor of, yeah. But, yeah, the, no, I mean, that's still that's still much harder than, like, the Rockets in 2016 or, yeah, or playing New Orleans in 2015. Or yeah, like I mean, any there's... first-round matchup that the Cavs have had. In the last because it's years. like in theoretically, right? You'd think the the Pelicans would be the like your choice, right? Uh-huh. But like, I don't want to play Anthony Davis right now. Yeah, I mean he he is a monster. It's it you know the team doesn't have that much depth, but it also doesn't matter as much in the playoffs, especially for a team that uh, is super. Like if New Orleans won a round. That would be an insanely great outcome. Yeah, that's Whereas, like winning in a championship for them. Like, there's no reason for Anthony Davis not to play, like, 46 minutes a game. If right. He can. I mean, obviously, he's going to run to the locker room and get checked out for, like, three or four minutes in every single game. <laughs> but other than that... Yeah. Well, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think there's also... The nice thing about the frustratingly slow pace of the NBA uh, NBA playoffs is that, say Steph takes four and a half weeks to come back from his injury, it's still going to be like game five. You know what I mean? Like 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 game three, all the game threes basically are the second weekend of the playoffs. But okay, let's zoom out from Steph Curry here. Yes, yes, yes. A little bit. Um, are you worried at all about the other Warrior injuries compounded uh, yeah, with this? Well, I'm de- I'm definitely worried in general. I mean, Clay Thompson broke his thumb 
which yeah. seems like I actually don't know that that like kills you as a shooter. I just know that in baseball, that kind of hand injury like derails you for half the season. Mm-hmm. And maybe Clay Thompson is just a freak. Maybe like I don't know. Maybe a broken thumb is is sort of not that big a deal. I don't know. And then what's Kevin Durant's injury? He's like a bruised it's been a rib lot of or a broken yeah. rib. It's bruised ribs. And then <laughs> Draymond has had shoulder problems all year. On top of now he has bruised uh, bruised uh, uh, genitals. Yes. That was, <laughs> that was rough. I mean, you can't... I can't believe that happened to Draymond Green. <laughs> Why don't these NBA players have any respect at all <laughs> for a man's genitals? You apologize, NBA players. Um... And then I would say Durant I'm, like, not as worried about just because, I mean, like, having a rib injury like that, it really sucks. But also, uh, I think it just has a very distinct timeline. Like, you don't – if you break a rib or bruise a rib or something like that, you can't even really do anything to treat it, I don't think. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, let him sit out. I mean, I think that that one worries me easily the least and I do think Kevin Durant is good enough with like a an Iguodala playing all out and a Livingston playing all out to maybe even win around with like only one of the other three guys with him but uh you know it's just it's just but that's still like a six or seven game series I think I mean, you just, that's the thing, is they're going to end up playing more games. And I could see the Rockets, like, blowing through. I, I consider the Rockets to be the team I'm worried about. Like, as good as Portland is, I just, I, I can't imagine the Warriors losing a seven-game series to them. Right. Even, a like, a five-game series would make me a lot more worried. But I just, I don't think they can... Like winning, I don't know. You know what I mean? I just it seems yes. I uh, whereas the Rockets, I'm like this is one of the best basketball teams I've seen in a long time. And Portland's like, good job, and they still feel scrappy. You know, yeah. They feel like they're a guy short though. Uh, yeah, I would say that's fair. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know, man. But 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 this means. Quinn Cook is for sure on the playoff roster, right? Yeah, they're going to wave uh, Caspi. Caspi's the guy to go. I, Not one of the oafs. I just don't think they can wave any of their centers. But they have six. Right, but the, the contract, but it's for contract reasons. But like, the, wait, what do you mean? Well, they can't waive Damian Jones. He's under right. contract next year. They're not waiving Looney because they use him. Because they want his – they need him. They want his bird rights. They can't waive Jordan Bell. No. They're not going to waive David West. They're I'm not thinking... going to waive David West. And then, But Zaza and JaVale, are, they use them. I would just think that JaVale feels like the most expendable guy. Like you can't make up those center minutes – with the remaining five centers? I mean, look, I'm not arguing with you. Yeah. Uh, I'm just telling you how I think Steve Kerr thinks, and it's going to be Caspi. 
Yeah, it I just... mean, Caspi has not been good. Yeah, that's true. It just seems like the fit on, and I guess, I guess that's also kind of how Steve Kerr has like done it in the past too. It just seems like uh, it just seems like that's a lot of centers. That's all. Agreed. But I guess if, <laughs> and I, I, I guess maybe they don't see Caspi as as much of a straight up power forward as I would consider right, him. which is the problem. Caspi is a power forward, and they've been playing him at small forward all year. Yeah. Because for some reason, Steve Kerr likes to play really traditional bench lineups. It's very weird. I mean, I guess we'll see what they do in the playoffs. They usually make some moves. But yeah, Quinn Cook. Welcome. Quinn Cook's been dope. Um, Oh, who? Yeah. Your dream matchup for the Warriors is either the Nuggets or who would your second choice be? It's not going to be the Nuggets. Uh, The T-Wolves, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see the Clippers, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Those guys play too hard. I'm just not afraid of them in the playoffs. Like... I'm not afraid of them. I just don't want to I don't want to play with a team that has like so many like weird 10-day contract guys playing that hard. In the playoffs, everybody plays hard. Yeah, but I'd rather see like old shitty guys <laughs> <laughs> than like guys playing for contracts this year. Do you think Lou Williams will be neutralized in the playoffs again? Yeah, he's always neutralized in the playoffs. But uh, <laughs> but the rest of the clips could go off. Dude, we're going to see. There's going to be a, I guarantee it right now. In the first round of the playoffs, if the Clippers make it, uh-huh. <laughs> Teodosic is going to have some weird monster game. <laughs> I guarantee it. Do you think uh, Tobias Prigioni Harris will go did off? it that one time, too. No, fuck Tobias Harris. Because <laughs> remember, Prigioni also had that weird game that he won like by himself for the Rockets. Like a weird old guy game where he had like twelve and seven that won a playoff game. <laughs> is Gallinari still hurt? Is his, is his ass? Still no, he's playing. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. Let's move on. Uh. Get better, Steph Curry. Um. Get better, Markel Fultz. Get better, uh, Kyrie Irving. We talked about that on Friday, but I didn't realize what his. I didn't realize what his procedure was, that he's having a wire removed that basically, like, made his patella grow back together three years ago. Yeah. Which, I mean, it must it must just really hurt. Because you would think that that, like, a three-year-old thing would be what you could take out over the summer, but obviously it hurts a lot. So, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> uh do you want to talk about – do you want to tell this next story? Because I haven't seen it. It's very strange. Uh, one of your favorites, Joey. Uh, Kiwi record- Anthony Randolph? Kiwi recording artist Lord. <laughs> oh, I love Lord. Big fan. Uh, was hanging out with Steven Adams, who she called her favorite giant. Oh, and not a big Andre fan. Roberson, who she said was her second favorite eh, giant. I'm indifferent. Uh, so I guess that's the New Zealand – connection uh i don't... is lord one of stephen adams is like 17 brothers and sisters it's possible right <laughs> i believe lord is croatian 
but she lives in New Zealand or something like that. I'm not sure what lords. Um, this is... I mean, she's from New Zealand. <laughs> I believe she's. she's the... a, I believe she's a Croatian citizen for some reason. Oh, like uh, isn't Andrew Bogut also like a Croatian citizen, and he's from? Uh... Uh, that's only because of his work committing war crimes. <laughs> He just he just freelanced there because he heard some racist, yeah. terrible stuff was going on. <laughs> he worked for Slobodan Milosevic. He did. Um... He did. <laughs> oh, her mom's Croatian. That's all. Okay. Um. Yeah, Lord's tight. Uh, I'm kind of. Can we talk briefly about Stephen Adams? Yeah. I'm a little. Uh, I go back and forth on Stephen Adams. I gotta uh, say. Right. Uh. Sometimes I think he's funny and a lot of times i'm real sick of his bullshit <laughs> so he i would say that both of us are a little biased against him because he plays for the oklahoma city thunder and it's harder to be rational about like the i don't i don't like the whole team culture there <laughs> like they, they seem like they have their backs up all the time they're like i don't i don't like the we're it's, offended okay, it's, by everything as like a... Let's just say it's less the team culture I have a problem with uh-huh. and more the beat writer culture. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's not And that's all favorite. I'm going to say. That's all I'm... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's um, also it's hard for me to tell how good Steven Adams is. He seems like he is very good defensively. Yes. But I also think he's scoring a lot of points this year. He's scoring I think it's a, a I think he's similar to DeAndre Jordan though actually. Uh-huh. Where it's getting to the point where he's overrated defensively and underrated offensively. Oh yeah, well I could I could see that. Um, while we're on, uh, mm-hmm. the Thunder, uh, how bad was Carmelo Anthony last night, huh? <laughs> so he, I actually did not watch the game. I just saw a lot of really mean things being said about Carmelo Anthony <laughs> on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, yeah, everyone was mad at Carmelo Anthony last night. And it was um, just, a, he missed, he missed a shot really badly that could have tied the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it like a, a really bad brick or just a bad shot? Um, it was. Well, it was lots of misses late last night. <laughs> well, let me read you oh, the no, headline. I, I'm here. just looking at the. Ga- oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, the headline is "Tough Week Continues for Carmelo Anthony with Costly Misses versus Blazers." <laughs> misses, Sean. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so in the last, hold on, I'm just, uh, I'm just. So he missed back to back wide open three pointers, and then also turned the turned the ball over with seven seconds left. Yeah. With so here, <laughs> the end of the game for him. Uh, let's see when he comes back into the game. When do, when does he enter the game? Carmelo Anthony comes in with six twenty five, with the, uh, the Thunder are up two. And then uh, Carmelo gets a defensive rebound. He does mm-hmm. not get an assist. 
And then uh, a couple minutes later, with 4.53 left, he misses a three. Mm-hmm. Um, with 3.47 left, he misses a three. He gets mm-hmm. his own rebound and then misses another three. Uh, does not do anything for a little while. And then with 8.7 seconds, throws the ball away. Um, all Farouk Aminu only makes one shot. And then Carmelo Anthony, <laughs> I guess shooting the game winner, misses a running jump shot. But also there's the time. It, like there's not uh Time's not running out. It's the thing. Like, uh... <laughs> and uh, I guess there's just been a bunch of numbers about how uh, Carmelo's uh, just just way worse than Jeremy Grant, but they don't feel like they can play him. How, there's one video. This is so mean. It's a super cut. It's called How to Lose. Carmelo Anthony costs OKC the game. Uh, Joey, uh, he's wearing a terrible hat. In oh, I was going to I, I was going to bring up his hat. Yeah. Um, so my question for you, Sean, do you still think Carmelo Anthony is cool? <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying he was cool. Like, like, I just don't think him, like, you know, not really adjusting to basketball well at 33 affects mm-hmm. that he was cool. I'm, it's He's not super cool in Oklahoma City, but I think being like, Carmelo Anthony's not cool at all is like, okay, uh, like, you can't get old. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I do sort of feel that way. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, let's move on. Yeah, um, I, I sort of think his coolness and lack of coolness doesn't have that much to do with uh, how effective he is on the basketball court. <laughs> Fair. I mean, his hats uh, are a fucking nightmare, though. I don't know what. <laughs> like, did that start in New York? Was he doing that in Denver? Seems he was like doing he, that in New York. In Denver, like, he was, he was like still wearing. He still had cornrows, and it was like a do rag. It's much better. That would be much yeah. much better. Um, so my question about Lord for you, Sean. Yes. Is uh, does this mean Lord knows every person from New Zealand in the NBA? Which like, is she? Yeah. <laughs> I guess there's no one else. Right, it's, it's, it's Aaron Baines and isn't Stephen Adams. he from Australia? No, he's from New Zealand. Oh, okay. And then general manager Sean Marks of the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I bet I bet she knows all those guys. Lord is tight, met, dude. I bet she's met Sean Marks for sure. Yeah, Lord's fucking tight. All right. Uh... <laughs> oh, and uh, if she if she she is a Croatian citizen, so I was just hoping that she was also friends with Mario Hazonia. That would be so cool. They should, yeah, that'd be tight. You're thinking they should date, right? Yeah, but then I was like, I don't know if Lord's legal yet. I can't remember. <laughs> she's the, well, she's like, the, I'm going to choose not to say this. <laughs> she's the oldest young woman in the world. That's all I know. She's, um, uh, no, she's, uh, she's 21 years old. 
you know who Lord shouldn't date? Who's that? Twenty-three-year-old uh, Duke Dukey Grayson Allen turning oh. pro, Sean. Oh, the Duke season is over after Grayson <laughs> Allen missed a game winner at the end of regulation, and then a lot of other shots in the remainder <laughs> of the game. Uh, uh, I Sean, always really like about... it. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. How do you feel about Sean, uh, uh, Grayson Allen's pro chances? Uh, negatively, I guess. <laughs> Dismissive? Is that, is that an option? <laughs> um, like atheistic? I don't believe in him as a one he's 23 years old and Mm -hmm. uh did not particularly excel at you know a on a college team where he was 23 years old Mm -hmm. i guess he's i guess he's turning 23 in the fall he's 22 years old right now uh he's he he will be relative to his draft class he is three months younger than wesley johnson so, uh, so if you think there's a lot of room for growth there, maybe he just he's not really that good at shooting threes from the college three. Mm-hmm. And it seems like every year he one of his teammates is like a top three NBA pick. And mm-hmm. yet he's not really that great. Like even with to be fair, though, one of those teammates was Julia Loco for. Yeah. <laughs> and they won the national title. So, just why college basketball is. Look, it's fun to it's fun to watch the tournament games. Uh, sometimes not that impressive. A lot of zones. A lot of zones. Hey, defense. Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he went to Duke, right? Brandon Ingram, Jason Tatum, Jaleel well, Ogafer. I was going to say Brandon Ingram. Went to Duke and has been in, played in the uh, Rising Stars game um, five times in a five row. Five times. So. <laughs> I mean, I, if 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 Grayson Allen has a job in the NBA and Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job in the NFL, like what proof do you need that America is a racist, racist country? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, but literally, literally, last year, Duke had three guys go in the top 20 uh, and two second-round picks, in fact. Uh, in 2015, he had Jaleel Okafor, Justice Winslow, and Tyus Jones as his teammates. Like, you would just think he would thrive a little more in that environment if it's going to be good in the NBA when it's like, here are literally 10 teammates of yours that played in the NBA. And I don't know. Uh, so question, Sean. Yes. What team would you like to see draft <laughs> Grayson Allen? Um, you know, I, want... I know you, your, your preferred answer is no team, but if a team is going to draft him, yeah. <laughs> where well, do you I, want him to go? I kind of want him to go to the Celtics because, I'll be honest, I can't really justify the level of negativity that I display about the Boston Celtics every episode of this podcast. It's un, it's unfair. We've kind of been apologizing about it every week for a while, but it would be so funny. Just a, another dirty white guard, like, 
Uh, I also think it would be really funny to see him go to Portland just to add another white guy to that squad and just see what happens. Like, I could see. When he and Myers Leonard get in a fight. Yeah. And, like, I'd love to see him get kicked out of Nike Town. Mm -hmm. Like, for tripping people on the way to getting (laughs) an Air Max or something like that. And, uh, Uh, I'm going to tell you right now where I want him. Where do you want him? And this is going to seem counterintuitive because I fucking hate him. Uh-huh. But I want him to go to the Warriors. God damn it. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. Like, look, if the Warriors, if everyone's going to hate the Warriors for no fucking reason, uh-huh. we might as well give them a reason to hate the Warriors. <laughs> oh. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> The sad thing is it's going to cost them, like, Patrick McCaw, because Kerr's like, got to go into next year with eight or nine centers. So... <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything else we should talk about here, Sean? Uh, any other big any other big NBA news? Uh, the owner of the Pelicans died. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe they'll get a real owner. That'd be nice. Who should buy the Pelicans? Oh, that'd be cool. Nicholas Cage, easily. Oh, yeah. But he Lives doesn't have the money, Orleans. though. <laughs> well, he'll <laughs> borrow it somehow. Can you imagine? Oh, man. I mean, I know Nicholas Cage probably is, like, legally prohibited from even going into that arena. But, like, mm-hmm. I mean, he could make, uh, what's the Van Damme hockey arena bomb movie? Sudden Death. Sudden Death. So, like, I would love to see Nick Cage just going back to his, like, uh, some kind of, like, snake eyes uh, deal. We're, we're like, literally, <laughs> he's just filming action movies at Pelicans games. Um, you know who I want to buy the Pelicans? Who's that? Emerald Lagasse, baby! Oh. Bam! <laughs> Bam! That would be good. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other. Oh, Gambit. Gambit from the X-Men. I think he'd be a fun owner. <laughs> Remy LeBeau. Remy LeBeau. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be pretty good. Oh, what about... what about A uh, Cajun man? Yeah. What if uh, <laughs> former FEMA director Mike Brown got together a group? Oh, man. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> you fucking creep. Uh, um... The widow says they're not leaving, though. So good job, New Orleans. Uh, once again, I would like to reiterate that New Orleans, they're fine where you are. The NBA just needs to move the Orlando Magic to Seattle, Washington. And just just wait until Betsy DeVos is in prison, and it'll be a much easier move. <laughs> um, all right, one last thing. Yes. Uh, John Wall, Sean. Yes. Has lost 15 pounds while rehabbing his injury. Yeah, that's kind of weird that normally guys put on weight. I'm not sure. Like, what is John Wall doing that's letting him drop all this weight? I'll tell you what happened. LeBron gained it all. Oh, during that one game. <laughs> that one game, yeah. <laughs> Where he gained 15 pounds in the middle of the game. It was nine, I think, but yes. <laughs> I just love that one thing that's great about NBA writers is, like, they're very 
skeptical in general. Like, like uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. We got to parse what they really meant with that statement. But if it has to do with gaining or losing weight, yeah, they'll just they print just anything. anything. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, 15 pounds. I <laughs> put on 24 pounds of muscles in, in the three months after the season ended in training camp. Print it. <laughs> and this, but uh, this, this is like a weird one where John Wall just sounds like he's like really depressed. He's like, like I don't, I don't know how I feel. Like I love, like, is he just not eating? Like, what's what's happening to him? I, well, I think maybe it's like a phantom thread thing, oh. where uh, <laughs> uh, Marcin Gortat has been poisoning him. Oh wow! Um. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. I've just been drinking this Croatian super shake. Marcin Gortat is not Croatian. I'm sorry. He's Polish. spoiler retroactive spoiler alert for Phantom Thread. I really apologize, everyone. Yeah. Uh, Please make sure, Sean. Please put in the description of this podcast that there is a phantom. There's thread a phantom spoiler. thread spoiler. <laughs> also, apologies to you if you haven't seen Phantom Thread. Well, I've I've listened to. I believe there's another podcast that mentions uh, the poisoning that happens in Phantom Thread in pretty much every episode. So I I did know that part of it. Um, okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's not like the time a bus driver spoiled the sixth sense for me. <laughs> I was I was on a bus in 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 Berkeley. This is a terrible Berkeley, California story. Riding in, in an AC transit bus, there was a guy sitting up front, a nearly empty bus, talking to the driver about how he was a linguist, and that's why he loved the movie Stargate so much, because James Spader is a linguist in that movie. And, <laughs> and the bus driver's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he's like, have you seen Stargate? And she's like, nope. And he's like, uh, have you seen Have you seen anything else, like The Sixth Sense? And she goes, oh, yeah, it was crazy how Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. <laughs> the movie had been out maybe a week and a half <laughs> I did not I did not go to see it in the theaters after that. Sorry, um, sorry M Knight. Well, you know what? Don't worry about it cuz one day you podcasted with a man who was out of Frankie Muniz tweets so he read an M Knight Shalomon tweet that's instead. True. Wow, that's that's America <laughs> in 2016, right? Twist ending. <laughs> All right. Uh Sean, that's our show. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have um, my Tankapalooza columns going to start on Yard Barker next week. It'll be a Thursday or Friday, and then there's going to be a lot of, like, round-by-round round previews, player matchups. Uh, check all that out on Yard Barker. I'll tweet them out, too, so you can catch them. Um, oh, and I'll be, I'll be, I'm sorry, one more thing. I'm going to be yeah. at the Improv Lab on in beautiful West Hollywood. The show is called Lab Oratory. Going to be on with uh, a bunch of comics, including Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, 7.30. Improv Lab. Melrose and Crescent Heights Boulevard. California. Uh, All right. As always, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. At M. Night Shalomon. 
Um, <laughs> is that his handle? <laughs> it might just be at M Knight. Um, <laughs> uh, where this week I tweeted, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> where this week I tweeted, uh, Musing Six. Also, I found if you stare intensely at the back of the editor's head, willing them to edit faster, it has no effect. Spooky. Yeah. (laughs) Twist ending. That tweet fucking sucks. (laughs) All right. um... (laughs) Oh, my God. We got to find out. What if this Markel Fultz thing has all been orchestrated by M. Night, and the twist is that his shot was never broken? They just wanted to let Simmons and Embiid play together. Trust the And at process. the end, they're going to murder Danny Ainge. He's going to murder Danny Ainge. <laughs> Trust the process. Shut it down. Shut it down. Let's You're go already... live in a park and pretend it's the 1700s. <laughs> We're ready. All right. <laughs> yep. Hey, T. Scott, man, I appreciate the love again, man. Hey, I talk about my homies, man. Them New Orleans OKC Hornets. All right. Hey, Mace back in the booth, man. 2006-2007 season, baby. Doing it big. Hey, hey, hey. Tell your boys to run up, pimpin' if they want it. It ain't no bumblebees here, homie, we them hornets. Yup, you about to get a roll call from your boy Mace. From the top to the bottom, so about face Bass in here, he the BR's best. Young fella, but I promise, homie, he on deck. Got a couple more youngers, let me start with Sid. Move slow, had the time, put a bang on your head. Get him, step back, it's meniscus here. Heat your team up, bet you you get blisters here. Young Hilda. Homie did it in college, so I had to acknowledge that there ain't gonna be a difference here. Chris Paul called him Roy, he the rookie of the year. Same pot, different three, second year, get it clear. D Brown got game name down with the squad. 82 and six months, homie, he go hard. Sue Bach had game when he was in South Beach, and he's still shooting flame without the Miami Heat. Who need him? Jay Pargo, yep, he from Shot Town. Okay. Bet the in and out to make your boys bow down. LJ, a product of the big time shot. Al working L, man, you must be out your mind. You ain't heard of D West and you don't know what it is. Pick a four, man, I promise you he give him the biz. TC ain't a floater, homie, he can't get. They'll be looking outside trying to find where it went. Lord Philly, I represent for Jacko. And the way he play, you probably think my man was wacko. Be Jack, the worst fear for a young six man. Don't be scared, stand up, it's about to get some y'all. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. 
Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.